Hello, all Beard Inside listeners. Continuing along with our current hiatus, here's one of our backlog of previously recorded YouTube channel episodes. This is episode 76 of the YouTube show, which was originally released on May 7th, 2021. If you enjoy the show, please subscribe to us on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, the brand new TrendingTopicsNetwork.com, as well on YouTube, subscribe, notification bell, all that good stuff and all the other listening avenues available for this podcast. We also kindly ask that you rate, review, subscribe, and leave comments to wherever you are getting this wonderful sound. Please enjoy. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to All Beer Inside, the quarantine editions of the episode. Joining us this week, we have Robin LeBlanc, who is a author, blogger, award-winning writer, and the other better half of the Ontario Craft Beer podcast joining us today. Uh, thank you very much for, for taking time at your schedule to speak with us today. Thank you for having me. Awesome. Uh, like we, like I like to do as many episodes as we can, we're going to share a virtual beer. Let my audience know what you're drinking. Yeah, sure. So I actually got a hold of uh, some Amsterdam uh, pantomime golden ale. Ooh. So uh, yeah, pretty pretty happy with it. Uh, brewed in collaboration with um, Charles Farham to highlight a new hop variety. This golden ale balances the biscuity malt notes of British ground Maris otter uh, with a layer of tropical fruit and peach aromas that come from using a 100% Harlequin hops. Oh, nice. Uh, as mentioned pre-show, uh, this is one of my last Ontario beers because uh, COVID's really bad across Canada, so we have to shut down our borders between provinces. Uh, I'm having the, from Old Tomorrow, I believe they're a contract brewer out of Toronto. It is the Double Up Coffee Milk Stout. Uh, it's great. Oh, Canada. Quintessential flavor of the classic Canadian brew. Creamy body, amazing aroma with dark roasted coffee notes and just the right amount of sweetness. Who doesn't love a double-double? Yeah, there we go. That's true. And we do a virtual toast. A toast. Toast. Let's see if I can do this. Yeah. <laughs> mm. Oh, that is tasty. That's a tasty, tasty beer. I'm I'm a big fan of Old Tomorrow. I like their Monty's uh, ride, aged, uh, aged ride. Oh, yeah. Very, very tasty caramel style, like uh, red ale. So, nice. Yeah, I'm, um, I've, I think like Amsterdam was one of the early breweries for me uh, that I really, really liked. I was, I, I remember being completely hooked on their Frambois back in the day. Um, yeah, and when uh, they brought Tempest down, I remember like specifically just like running from my office to the old brewery back when it was on college uh, to get some. I will say though, I was in Toronto uh, last September and their waterfront property is gorgeous. So. Yeah. It's 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 wonderful. That's uh, that's definitely a place to check out. We'll t- we'll talk about places to check out in Toronto later on. But uh, I've I've personally read uh, your intro. But for those who don't know, uh, what's the the beer story for Robin LeBlanc, also known as the Thirsty Wench? Yeah, it's it's it. I guess it's a story that dates back to around technically two thousand seven. Um, oh, and my cat Leopold is going to be. <laughs> uh, yes. Anyone as, as as mentioned in your <laughs> blog. <laughs> Yeah, and also the um, uh, yeah, in the podcast, he likes speaking up a lot. But um, uh, yeah, it goes back to around two thousand seven. Um, I was at a friend's house. Uh, their roommate brought uh, by a bottle of uh, Chimay Premier, so Chimay Red Cap. And um, until then, like you know, I had beer. I mean, I, I was in. I went to Amsterdam. Went to the, the Heineken Brewery. Um, but I think about the like the most sophisticated thing I had back then was Rickard's Red. I was more into wine. Um, but the uh, the roommate came by, had this beer, 
and just talked about, you know, what trap the Trappist monks were, you know, and how um, the big social thing too is just like, you know, the, the money that they get goes towards maintaining the Abbey, uh, continuing production and anything else they just sort of give to charity kind of the deal. And uh, really impressed by that. And then I had a sip and it was just so complex. It was, it was the mo like more, the most complex drink I had ever had. And it was just beautiful and beautiful flavor swirling around. And that just sort of kicked things off. That went into like, um, yes, Leopold. Um, that went into going to Barvolo uh, as, as a group and we were all, very poor bohemian types uh, at the time. So uh, we would each um, throw in a bunch of money just for like one bottle. Like one of us would buy one bottle and share it between like all five of us. Mm -hmm. And that just led to trying more beer. And then that led to reading up about the process. And then that led to uh, wanting to homebrew. And then that led to just always learning more. And then I just needed to write down what I was thinking and um I'm sorry about him it's okay <laughs> uh he and he's been ridiculously silent this whole time but uh up until now but uh but yeah and and then that just led to um needing to write it all down uh because I was getting to a point where I was like really enjoying it I was talking about it with a lot of people and then they were asking me a lot of questions and sometimes the questions would be a bit repetitive so um just like, okay, you know what? I, I want to write down my notes anyways. So let's just make it a blog, you know? And um, yeah, then the blog started and then I put my head down and then put it back up. And then suddenly I had a career. So that's fantastic. Uh, yeah. I find a lot of people who really get into it, like this show, it's, it's a, it's a creative outlet for me. Uh, yeah. and, and that's where the beer comes in. It's, um, I think I say it best is I have like a consumer palette. I have the very typical, I'm not advanced. I'm not a beer judge in any way. Uh, I know what I like, you know? Uh, so that's, that's where my inspiration comes from. I'm not, you know, well, I do enjoy, let's say a Michelob Ultra. If I'm out playing softball with the guys or something, I, I regularly, if I'm sitting at home, I require something with flavor. So that's where for myself, it's craft beer or, fancy scotches whiskeys things like that so yeah i mean and like and, and, and to be honest i mean I, I i like what i like and also like I, I a lot of the times too i like the fairly you know uh unsnobby things i like i i actually appreciate miller light you know it's a good beer it's it's been in existence for as long as it has for a reason um you know but it's like it's not as feltly for instance uh from, from godspeed but it's it's still really good you know um and, and yeah, like good scotch, all that's like, just knowing what you like is an important thing I find. Oh, that's, that's awesome to hear. Uh, now the thirsty wench, well, why'd you come up with that? Why not, you know, Robin drinks or Robin drinks craft or a, a, the thirsty wench is, is very unique for, from what I'm seeing. So, so the beer blog wasn't my first uh, sort of venture into blogging. I had sort of been part of the, the blog space for quite a long time uh, with that. And I had a very short-lived um, foodie blog uh, called The Hungry Bitch. Um, and I think, well, the initial plan was that I start this beer blog and just make it a secondary thing as part of that. So I was going to call it originally The Thirsty Bitch. Um, but then I kept thinking about it and realized, like, no, that's, 
not accessible to a lot of people. And, you know, frankly, it's, I don't know. I, I just, it sounds a little mildly X-rated when, when you think about it. <laughs> a little, yeah, there's that too. Thirsty wench is hard too, but yeah. Um, you know, so, but, so I just decided like, okay, maybe that's a bit too crude and um, decided to just switch bitch to wench, you know, and, and that was pretty much it. So, you know, um, visuals for me always came back to like, I don't know, just like the tavern ladies, stuff like that, and just having a drink. Uh, that's awesome. And it, like I said, it's super, super original name. I've never seen anything like that before. I do see a lot of like the beer bitch, the blah, 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 bitch, you know, uh, blogging beer bitch and things like that. So it, it seems it's a good deviation, I find. It's not as it doesn't feel as aggressive. So Yeah. And um, un, I guess unbeknownst to me as well, when I started uh, that blog, there already was a beer wench. Uh, and I got confused with her a couple of times. Ashley Rouston, she's out of California. Um, but uh, we, we had an epic battle uh, and I won. Uh, or really, realistically, she left the, the industry and uh, I remained standing. So. Ah. Ah, excellent. And uh, I mean, uh, as we mentioned as well, pre-show, you are uh, oh, in, in the intro as well, as I say, the better half of the Ontario Craft Beer uh, <laughs> podcast uh, and uh, the Ontario Craft Beer Guide available. Uh, I saw it at Indigo here. I'm assuming Amazon and a few other uh, purchasing ventures. So. Yeah, it's where, wherever uh, good books and probably some bad books are sold. <laughs> uh, so yeah, it's the second edition. Do you see yourself and Jordan getting back together since craft beer is expanding so much in Ontario right now. Uh, do you think a third edition is on the way in the next couple of years? Or? Absolutely not. No, <laughs> I, I, I don't. I, I think um, we were, uh, I guess the important thing to know about this book or like the book for the both two editions that uh, Jordan and I did that is that uh, we were really insane uh, in, in, in doing it. Because I think like, especially the first one we had about, I want to say five months uh, to complete it. And uh, it was important for us to, you know, travel to as many of these breweries as possible. We didn't have, we don't have driver's licenses. So it was, uh, <laughs> there was a lot of figuring things out. And, and so we did it on the first one. Then the second one, there was just more of it. And we at least had, um, a better path. We had just sort of like, we had figured out how to done it. We, we didn't have to blaze any trails on that one um, or trailblaze on that one, I should say. But, uh, but we still had to do it in like, I want to say eight months or something like that. And again, no driver's license. So we busted, we, you know, airplaned it. We did whatever we could. And it was, um, it was a massive undertaking. And I'm really, really grateful for um, the opportunities that we had to do that. That said, with all the breweries that are out right now, I don't think Jordan and I can just do it ourselves like that again. Um, you know, but who knows? I mean, there, there'll, I'm sure there might be even like an online version sometime, somewhere down the pipeline. I know Jordan has uh, sort of put together his uh, comprehensive list on his site of the breweries that are opened up. We try to do what we can with the podcast in the meantime. Yeah, that's that's great. And I mentioned the podcast, you just hit 100. Um, a lot yeah. of people barely make it past six to 10. Like that's and just the camaraderie between the two of you, uh, just the cold open, the dry cold open humor is, <laughs> is such like, that's my type of humor. I love to hear when I'm like sitting down, typing away at work. 
and listening for uh, the evening's beers and the beer news I'd like to hear out of the province of Ontario. Um, I'm in Montreal, so it's a hop, skip, and a jump right to the Ontario border. It's great. Uh, the fact that you mentioned you didn't have a driver's license and doing all that completely blows my mind because when I think of like Lake of the Woods, which is just on the Manitoba border, yeah, all the way up to I don't know how far northern Ontario their brewery is, but that that blows my mind. So we, we, we couldn't make it out to Lake of the Woods. That's still on the list of ones I want to go to, but we just couldn't make that one work. Uh, I think the furthest we got to was Thunder Bay. Okay. Yeah. Even that, I've... So my, my, uh, my brother-in-law and I drove from Montreal to Calgary and just going around that Great Lake, it's like, oh my God, it's beautiful. It's a fantastic mm-hmm. drive. Uh, but if you're doing it to move people and not doing it for uh, enjoyment, it's not as fun. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There, there, there was, there was a lot of trudging, um, but it, it was good. I mean, I wouldn't take any of those experiences back for the world. Uh, when it comes to the podcast, uh, do you feel your, your audience is kind of naturally growing along with it? Obviously with the more breweries in Ontario, do you feel that your listener base is getting a little larger? Yeah, I, I, I think it, I think it, that's sort of the case. So, I mean, like we, uh, when we started this, we didn't necessarily know how it would hold over. And I mean, um, we were grateful to make it past, I think like the six episode mark, because the six episode mark is when, uh, the people who say, Hey, I'm going to start a podcast. That's about the time to give up. (laughs) Um, so we were grateful to get past that point. And then, yeah, we just keep doing our thing and, and, and just, um, more and more we hear from people like not just in Ontario, but like from all over the country and like a lot of places in the world too, that enjoy listening to us to just sort of get that perspective, get that sort of bit of news of what's going on, the commentary and uh, you know, a bit of humor as well. So. I mean, I did enjoy 101 where, uh, you know, every, every province of Canada has different restrictions where you're like the park's open. Oh, now it's closed. Oh, the park's open. Oh, now it's closed. It's like, Oh my God, this is really actually happening right now. When you yeah, think we, about we, it, so. we, we were literally going through that uh, the, the past week and it was just in, uh, it, it, it's frustrating. Yes. It's very frustrating. Our government is, is not doing a great job personally. I'm not thankful that the pandemic happened. I am thankful for the technology we have now to be able to speak with you, Jordan, other influencers in the industry across Canada, which I never yeah. would have gotten to in the first place. So Thank, you know, thank God for technology, because if this was the 90s, oh, God, this would suck. So. I, yeah, I, I definitely hear you there. <laughs> it, it would be horrible. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, so I, I was reading some of your, your blog, uh, and mm. I came across the uh, anime and beer part one, or uh, <laughs> Too Kawaii to Live, Too Sugoi to Die. Yeah. Um, and, and I like your pairings. Uh, if there's ever a second part, can I throw some suggestions of animes at you and what beer you may combine that with? Please do. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so I did, uh, I, I still do watch some anime, but I did have a large uh, phase back in my high school days of it. So my first one, one of my favorites, Ninja Scroll. Ninja Scroll. Yeah. Hold on a second. Let me look that up because that, <laughs> that, that really sounds familiar. It's uh, ultra violent. Uh, as I would like to put it. And, uh, oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. I do remember this. I remember seeing a couple of episodes here. Oh, wow. That's gory. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so what could you see yourself? What beer pairing would go with something as ultraviolet and action-packed as Ninja Scroll? Okay. Um, let me just look up the, uh, the, 
the plot here too. Just after begrudgingly <laughs> killing his fellow swordsmen, he becomes a roving hired assassin. During his travels, he must face off against an organization of demonic ninjas known as the Devils of Kaimon, who are plotting to take power of Japan's government. The Devils will stop at nothing and have the power to annihilate entire villages. Now only Jubei and, and a shogun spy named Dakun can stop them. Okay. Wow. So demon ninjas. Yeah. Demon ninjas and a shogun. Yeah. And, and the demon ninjas are everything from a giant guy who's made out of rock to a spider woman who, who can poison you. Oh yeah, I'm I'm seeing some I'm seeing the the giant guy made a rock here. Wow. Okay. Um Yeah, so this has like this is it's pretty dark looking, a lot of use of shadows, a lot of like very edgy stuff here and quite uh I'm I'm going to say quite aggressive. Yes. <laughs> you know. Um, <laughs> let's 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 say quite aggressive. So I mean, I would I would expect maybe something then um, aggressively hopped. Uh, maybe something that's sort of along the lines of, um, I don't know, double IPA or a triple IPA. Um, the one that comes to mind right now is, uh, oh, what's it called? Good Monster. Okay. I think, uh, yeah, Good Monster. Oh, what is it? It's a, it, it's a, trip, a New England double IPA. Quite aggressively hopped in in my opinion, but also like really getting got some nice nice juiciness there as well. Like like very because I'm gonna guess one of the big things about this show too is that there's a lot of heart, a lot of like good moments. It's finding light in that darkness kind of deal. Yeah, and there's also a lot of uh, as you say thick uh, viscous uh, blood shooting everywhere. Yeah, so, so I, I <laughs> you know uh, I guess in a show where morality itself is pretty hazy, uh, <laughs> hazy beer. And uh, yeah, no, I, I would say that, you know, this stuff, which has like, it's, it's bright moments, you know, featuring with like um, Mosaic and uh, Citra, uh, but also just sort of like the, that sort of big bitterness from the Amarillo hops. Nice. Uh, I think that would, you know, and as well as the big alcoholic punch, I think it's about 8%. So I think that'll, that would, that would go nicely with it. That's awesome. Okay, I'm just going to ask you one more. Um, I yeah. think it's one of the most popular ones, obviously, because of Netflix and, and North American access to it. Attack on Titan. Oh, God, Attack on Titan. That show <laughs> freaks me out. Because um, they're just sort of these massive, uh, giant things. Uh, sorry, can you hear that? The work being yeah, it's, done? Or? It's okay. Uh, we, we understand. Uh, just to, for the viewers to know, uh, Robin's apartment is being worked on, so. Yeah, my uh, my my landlord decided it'd be a great idea to to get that done. So uh, <laughs> sorry about that, folks. But okay. um, yeah, Attack on Titan. That's yeah, that's just a show that that wigs me out because of just the 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 look of the Titans and the it really loves its gore porn, just yeah. like just like people being chewed on slowly. But it's yeah. Uh, oh, what would I pair with Attack on Titan? Um, I mean, I also want to say another IPA, but, um, maybe something at a like third moon, like each beast is a God or something like that. Actually, you know what? Third moon would be perfect for that too. Um, because also like the show is a pretty big acquired taste <laughs> and, and, and there's, there's, especially with attack on Titan as well with the fandom, like you either absolutely love it and are really intrigued with the story or you just can't watch it um so I, f I feel like third moon with uh particularly the slushy beers um 
fit that sort of uh, concept, concept, I guess. Hmm. But which which one? Because there's a couple here. All things die would probably be <laughs> would would probably be the that that's I guess one of the things one of the takeaways I get from Attack on Titan. All things die, or you could go Love Lies Bleeding, which is also pretty in line with the show. That's awesome. <laughs> See, I, I love it's 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 taking two of your loves when you think about it and combining them. Which uh, I personally I'm I haven't done a full thing. I've just started Instagram, but I'm doing beers and horror movies. Oh, amazing. So I'm trying to pair best. Well, I just grab a beer from my fridge and I'm like, what horror movie could I watch? Uh, so the most recent one was the new Wrong Turn. Uh, completely different from the original Wrong, wrong Turn. It's not like the inbred Billy cannibals anymore. Yeah. Something completely different that I don't want to say because I don't like spoiling movies. Sure. To the best of my ability, sometimes they slip. <laughs> uh, and I can't remember the beer I paired with it, but generally at the end, I'll be like, oh, the movie was good and the beer was this. Uh, and I've been thinking of getting more creative outlets. So you know, a blog about here's the movie, here's my review, here's the beer, beer or beers I had during it, and here's my review of the beers and why they should pair. So I'd like that. I I I would definitely read that. And frankly, um, so here's my thing. I like reading about horror movies, but I can't watch horror movies. Um, there's a very specific reason for that. It's part of my I guess, I guess part of my imagination thing. But like like all kids who grew up in like the 80s and 90s. Uh, when my parents would take me to the video store, I would go right to the horror section and look at the covers because they were just all these beautifully done covers, but like scary as hell. And then I would read the back of movies, uh, <laughs> the, the back sort of like the plot of the movies. And my imagination ended up co- coming up with a scarier movie than <laughs> what the actual movie was like. I mean, like um, Nightmare on Elm Street, a serial killer who goes into your dreams. When I was a kid, my dreams were freaking terrifying yeah. uh so i had a very distinct view of what that was like and i never saw them film until like my late 20s and then i laughed my ass off so. yeah plus <laughs> plus he's also a child murderer so so it balances out <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes <laughs> but yeah. yeah i feel pretty good about the burning thing so yeah fantastic that's awesome to hear uh so you mentioned you ho- do you do you still homebrew or uh is that a thing of the past um it's it's been a long time since I've done it. Uh, I, I I do miss it, but it just sort of um, didn't have the money, didn't have the time, and you know uh, I I had made a couple of good beers that I liked that I sort of want to return to. Uh, one of them was oh what was it? It was a um, a chamomile, a, a hoppy brown ale with chamomile um, that I had slightly taken from. Uh, revolution brewing in chicago they did a beer called um working woman brown which is just a brown ale that just has this really nice sort of hop character to it that i really loved and i just threw in some chamomile in there um to give it a sort of a nice sort of creamy little note uh to it and it turned out really well and i think i called it manor house secret um because i was watching downton abbey at the time (laughs) and uh (laughs) Um, but yeah, I did that. I did like another beer. Um, I, I made a pumpkin beer actually, and I called it Pumpkin Patch Panic, um, named after a, a Ghostbusters RPG. Um, and another one that was like my first beer was a, a clone of Arrogant Bastard that I called Audacious Bitch. Nice. Yeah. So it was fun. Very cool. Yeah, but taking it away from you know, not every beer has to be after dudes. So let's. Uh... Yes. Name it this. So, 
Awesome. Uh, I'm assuming you collabed, uh, especially when it comes to the OCB or yourself, have you collabed with any breweries when it comes to either brewing a beer or um, getting, uh, you know, uh, donations or, or fundraisers out into the public? Right. Yeah. So um, haven't done too much in terms of uh, fundraising efforts. I mean, I'm obviously happy to, um, I've been happy to sort of like give talks to fundraising effort stuff. And uh, that, that's been good. Uh, in terms of collabs with breweries, um, yeah, there's been a few. There, there's been a few really good ones. Um, so obviously with uh, Little Beasts was the one where uh, I collabed with uh, Ren Navarro of Beer Diversity and uh, I mean, Aaron at Little Beasts. And uh, we made, uh, I got to do the quotations here because that's important, really <laughs> good friends, um, which is, uh, yeah, a, a saison that, um, part of the proceeds goes to, you know, queer charity. Speaking of that's, we had mentioned that pre-show and you did mention working with Ren. Um, we here at All Beer Inside believe that craft beer needs more of diversity when it comes to either, uh, you know, uh, BIPOC or uh, LGBTQ. Uh, yeah. Do you feel that there is growth amongst those two other communities in craft beer now? And where can you see it going on its current kind of trajectory? Kind of a big question. And, and, and like, I will say as someone who um, has been in this industry since roughly 2011 um, and is a lesbian and is asexual, um, it's been interesting seeing the growth. It's, it's been interesting seeing more acceptance, I think. Or, and uh, I should as, as well say, um, acknowledging that there is a problem because uh, at the start of this, when you would bring up your experiences, either as a woman or a queer person, um, you'd essentially just get, oh, it's not that bad, you know, or it's just, you know, one drop in a sea of, you know, good people. And more and more over time, you've realized, oh, no, that's, that's not the case. The people that were saying there's a problem, turns out they were right, there is a problem. Um, so we have seen a lot more acceptance on, on that level. Um, in terms of growth, I mean, there's some events you go to where essentially like you see almost nothing but queer people. And I think that's amazing. And um, there's a lot of uh, queer folks who, who work in the industry as well. And just sort of like, you know, recognizing them and, and talking with them, I think that's a fantastic thing. And a lot of them, you know, um, aside, with their, aside from the, like, the, the moments that they get of feeling slightly alienated or out of the conversation that happens when you're in a society, you know, that's fairly heteronormative. Um, but for the most part, they, they're, they're feeling good about it, you know? Um, so yeah, I, I do see more of a growth and I do uh, see, I guess, like more acceptance, you know? I think one of the big things that the industry still needs to do is find a way of um, holding up that welcome sign without appearing as if they're being disingenuous about it you know yeah it's just don't don't fly the flag if you don't if you're not going to back it up in a sense uh, i think would be a good way to say it yeah just sort of like the corporate sponsored kind of pride yeah. stuff you know um yeah like don't don't put up the rainbow just because it's you know uh, pride month you yeah know? like yeah. like queer people are queer people 24 7 365 days of the year so yeah, I, I mean, I've always said it. If uh, if I had my own brewery, I would I would very much work on 
uh, initiatives like the Black is Beautiful or the All Together. I'm, I'm a firm believer of your brewery has to go beyond people who look like me and yeah. uh, who drink like me. So, um, you know, variety is the spice of life. Craft beer, there's all sorts of variety. Why not? Why can't it be all together? Uh, obviously, there's always going to be your holdouts. There's always going to be your very narrow-minded people. Uh, but that's opinion. Uh, and it's time to uh, change your opinions. Uh, people can change their minds all the time. Uh, you know, when I was younger, I used to be very recluse and, and anti this and anti that. And yeah, I've, I've grown up, I've accepted, I used to not be a great person. I'm trying to be a better person every day with whatever little I can do. So uh, even just talking to you and, and benching these initiatives is very important. So. Yeah, I mean, and, and like, I think that's the important thing, like, like you mentioned, just sort of like acknowledgement of who you were, and then just, you know, trying to do better day by day. I mean, and you're still going to screw it up sometimes. Uh, sure. yeah. I I was a god-awful person in my late <laughs> teens, early 20s. And um, yeah, I, I think that there's there's a lot of people that probably still curse my name from, from back in those days. But I mean, um, the, I, I guess one aspect of things is that like, I've learned from that experience and I've try, I try to do as little harm as possible. Yeah, yeah. So that's for sure. And, and uh, you know, um, as much as social media is driving us apart sometimes, it is very really useful to have it as to see places not to go to who aren't accepting of other people. Um, yeah. Like the early on the cowbell incident uh, when that happened and uh, everything with founders in the U.S., it's like people speak with their money and you're not making money, you're not getting my money anymore. So because you're unaccepting. So. Yeah. And I mean, like there's, there's also just like who you associate with and all that stuff. And, and it's, it's a big thing. I know that uh, a recent one here is that like um, Steve Innocente from Innocente mm -hmm. Brewing um, spoke at an anti-lockdown rally, uh, but not just with that, but like shared the stage with uh, two representatives who are like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> not great people. Yeah. Uh, no, I, yeah. <laughs> yeah you know you know like um i can completely understand the troubles that businesses are going through and i can empathize with that um and yeah the government has really screwed over a lot of independent businesses and just sort of like left them in the wind the frustration of that is very valid um but if you're sharing a stage with a nazi <laughs> um uh, yeah, you know, yeah. it's, it's, yeah. And, 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 fr and frankly, um, I do judge people by the company they keep, you know? So, um, yeah, you know? <laughs> yeah, no, uh, it's, it's an unfortunate reality. You know, I can't, I, I, I hate to say it, but I kind of miss the days where I would be at a family Thanksgiving and only had to hear my racist uncle one time a year. Right. Like, yeah. <laughs> I kind of miss that. So, <laughs> or the conspiracy theory nut job. I hear them once at Christmas. So, yeah. It's, um, uh, so I, I personally, I, I've said this before, if it wasn't for this show, all my social media would be shuttered, but we are a social media show. This is very important. We have to do get our voices out there. So even though my voice, like you said, is a drop in a bucket, at least maybe it's something. So. Oh, totally. Yeah. Oh, that's great. Uh, okay. So Hugh Homebrew, uh, could you see yourself collabing uh, with another brewery in the GTA Ontario, even maybe Quebec, if you ever, if we can ever travel again, could you see yourself brewing a beer for either an occasion or just for the hell of it? 
Yeah, actually, on so on on that uh, when we were talking first about the collaborations that I did, so um, really good friends was only one. There there were two others that I did actually with Sada City um, in in Gravenhurst that I just want to quickly talk about as well because they were really fun. Um, one was a New England IPA that like I just I had this specific flavor profile in mind, and uh, we got it um, to just sort of like come out with the uh at our launch party for the second edition of the book at bar hop and um it was so good it was called uh 1201 to gravenhurst um which was the last um ontario northland bus that would go from toronto to gravenhurst okay so, like that was always a really fun one and then another one that we did just to annoy beer nerds <laughs> uh this is a collaboration with um Duncan Crone, who um, he worked at Sawdust now, now he's up in Collingwood, uh, and uh, Dan Bodoin of uh, David Carrere and Associates, which is a, sort of their ingredients company. But we decided to make a beer that was all of what beer nerds hated at the time. So we made a black milkshake IPA um, with hasket berries. <laughs> And so it was like, a, so it was a heavily fruited black milkshake IPA. And we're, we're just joking around, uh, but it ended up being a hit. And it was, uh, it was sold at um, the Sawdust Tap Room and it sold out completely within an afternoon. That's so, awesome. So that was fun. But um, yeah, in terms of um, another collab, I mean, of course I'd love to, to do something with like, you know, maybe the folks at Amsterdam or uh, a lot of breweries here that I just like to do stuff with. And if, I mean, yeah, of course, Quebec. I mean, ah, <laughs> oh, there's, there's so many um, to think of. Like, I, 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 frankly, I mean, I, I don't even have to, to collab with them. I just want to go to uh, Dunham and just say hi, you know, yeah, and, and just, just see the process. Done was pretty awesome. We, uh, as the show, we had interviewed at La Knowlton Co. Uh, brewery. They were very, they were only six weeks old when we interviewed them, which was awesome. It was yeah. like, first ones, yeah! <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then we went to Dunham on the way home, and it's very like, it looks like it's a farmhouse. They have a, a, an empty, it looks like, you know, your classic barrel, but it's like yeah, t- uh, two stories high, and uh, they do the oud uh, Foudre Uni, which is like the crazy festival, which they bring in everybody all from all over that's North right. America. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately, that's been put on hold the last two years. Man, I got to get back to Quebec. Uh, <laughs> I, I actually, um, back in 2015, I got so sick of Toronto and, and just life here that I just um, uh, Airbnb'd for two months uh, in Montreal. And I think like, well, my, my two biggest bars that I was always at was Vices and Versa mm-hmm. and um, Brouhaha. Yeah. And I mean, well, Brouhaha's just got that sort of like, well, my background is the only cafe, but it's like the only cafe on steroids there. And I love <laughs> it. It's like David Lynch made a bar and it was really good. Um, but Vices and Versa was always just, it was so, so cozy, so wonderful. And I got to try beers from Quebec that like, I just don't never knew about, you know? Um, and fantastic just just wonderful yeah the last three years as well we've had quite the explosion in, in montreal for for breweries uh 2019 uh Masson Bractorium, i'm sure you've heard of them mm-hmm. uh they won best new canadian brewery and, and things like that so it's like 
we're getting there. And Masorum for myself is a 40 minute walk from my house. So it's like, I can drink three triple IPAs and then stumble home. So <laughs> it's great. Yeah. Uh, um, um, uh, oh, there's another uh, beer that I think I remember there as well. I think it's um, Anne Bonnie from Le Corsier. Sounds familiar. I've, yeah. had a lot, I've, I've tried a lot of beers in, in this province. Um, but unfortunately, like this province is also gigantic, uh, the same as Ontario. So one of our most popular consistent breweries is uh, Brasserie Oval. Yes. Uh, and they are next to the ocean. And yeah. that is roughly a 12-hour drive for me. So plus it's in, the, it's in a region that's green and they're like, hey, Montrealers, stay away. You're infected and we're not. So Yeah. Uh, oh, fair I, enough. But uh, I, yeah, I'll get there. I know anybody who does go there out of my beer pals always brings back, and they only sell the the six hundred fifty milliliter or seven hundred fifty milliliter bottles. Yeah, and they'll usually bring back a two four for themselves. So amazing. Yeah. Um. Yeah. No. But uh, yeah. So so yeah. Uh, Le Corsier, Uh. The beer was Anne Bonnie. It's a pilsner. Because I, I think it came to um. It came to Ontario because I was I was at like this uh, sort of a hop rub event, um, which was showing off some um, Appalachian hops, and this had apparently used it, and it was just oh, so good, so damn good. Okay, cool. So you're in the GTA. Um, let's say I've never visited the GTA for some unknown reason. And yeah. Tell me like three to five places that I gotta hit when I'm in Toronto uh, when it's obviously safe to. Yeah, totally. I mean. Um, in terms of breweries, I'm definitely going to say uh, Godspeed. Godspeed is, that's an essential stop for me. It's such a, Bim there is doing some really cool stuff. And like, you know, where, do, where else to get a Czech Pilsner where they collaborated with the Czech government? Um, so it's really, really cool stuff there. I love Godspeed. Um, of course, like in terms of bars, I mean, we got Bar Hop, we got Bar Volo, we got Barrera Volo. I mean, so the two the two Volos, which um, vastly different just in terms of tone and all that stuff, but it, it, they're great. I love them. Uh, Bar Hop, obviously, just like a really good OG, very, you know, good celebration of Ontario beers. Um, one more bar to actually say what? It's actually, it's sort of very old school looking, but I think like that's just sort of as important to just sort of, hey, here's how, you know, here, here's where we've been. Um, breweries, I mean, definitely, I'm gonna say Henderson. Um, they had a bit of a rough start when they first opened, uh, but they've gotten so much better now. And they actually like work a lot with the community. They're really good. The, the beers there are fantastic. The space is just lovely too. Um, left field really good folks there um quite a quite a fan of them um i'm also gonna say rorschach just because like they, they are doing like a lot of interesting weird stuff yeah yeah and they actually they made a horchata beer that just blew my mind it was really really good yeah i know uh and so last time we were down in september we we were lucky enough to interview uh rorschach and yeah. he's like, yeah, here's this daiquiri sour. I'm like, okay, that doesn't sound like it's going to, oh my God, this beer's delicious. Yeah. So it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's really good. Um, also would probably go down to um, the East End where roughly where I grew up, um, Muddy York. Um, Cause I, 
Jeff and Susan, they're just great people. And they're, they're really cool to talk to. And the beers are fantastic. I mean, I love the Haberdasher Hefeweizen. Um, the Gaslight Hellas is always on point. Um, and Brunswick, which I mean, like, they're doing a lot of cool stuff. Like they're, they're, they're doing a lot of contracting, obviously, you know, but uh, really good beers coming out of there. And the space is just beautiful. And right near there is an old uh, Scarborough favorite of mine, which is called Sultan of Samosas, which uh, some really, really damn good samosas. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's that's great. And uh, definitely places I'm going to do my best to uh, visit uh, if I haven't already. Yeah. Uh, when I get to travel to Toronto again, which is hopefully this summer, uh, fall? Who knows? Maybe? I don't know what's going on here, man. I'm over for fun. We don't know what's going on. Yeah. Uh, we'll see. Uh, speaking of kind of beer cations, I mentioned like I, I wouldn't mind traveling out to Toronto. I always have to add, unfortunately, this caveat now. When it's safe to, uh, if you need to, get in a cylindrical tube of recycled air yeah. and uh, go on a beer cation somewhere, uh, what are like two that you'd like to do? But so here's another thing I've been adding is on those two, one where, yes, I have a job. Yes, I only have so much money. And two, I won 50 million with the Lotto Max. I can spend as much money as I want. Right. Okay. So one I could do if I knew that I had didn't have much to spend. And uh, okay. Yeah, so I'm realistic. Like you got a couple of grand to, to blow on a vacation and beer. Yeah. Um, so I think the first one would be England. Um, you know, p- particularly uh, sort of the northern regions, uh, like L- well, London and, and parts of the north. Um, there's some selfish reason there too. I mean, also like my family lives up there um, and I miss them. So uh, it'd be good to see them, but also just um, that is a country that has just, it feels like the past five years, particularly they have completely exploded there. Um, you've got some stuff that is just killing it consistently. I mean, like you've got um, cloud water, uh, you've got, all this cool stuff coming out of like Sheffield and Manchester and the, the places there are just like really, really nice. And just, I don't know, like going to see old England, you know, and uh, going to parts of that and, and just taking in some of the beers and seeing their interpret, a lot of the times their interpretation of American styles and then just stuff that they um, enjoy doing that is a bit more traditional English. I mean, having, I would love to just have a nice pint of bitter somewhere. <laughs> yeah or a mild and uh you know that this is just killing it and just oh the the hominess there the feeling of like the the ambience i mean they've got some well, they got one of the oldest pubs in the world in london uh that i think is like from the 1400s or something or 1500s something like that um yeah so i think england could be the realistic one because i at least know how to travel around there uh train passes aren't that expensive I can live with family if I need to. And um, yeah, so I think that would be a good one there. Mm -hmm. Um, And if I had unlimited money, I'm torn between three countries, Um, uh, Germany, Belgium, and uh, Japan. Okay. um japan would probably be the most like expensive one and i would just love to sort of tour around there like both as a tourist and just and to try a lot of the beers there and get a good sort of feeling for what what's going on there 
Um, Cause I like markets that like aren't 100% reported on much, uh, you know, um, cause a couple of years ago, I, I, I got to try the beers, uh, some beers from, um, was some, like got to visit some breweries in Palestine, which was a lot of fun. Um, so going to Japan, I mean, completely different, but also not much is a hundred percent known about where, where to go there. So I'd like to give that a try. Um, but of course, like Belgium, see all the, the good classics, you know, um, visit my heroes of the Trappist beers. Fantastic. Um, so as for yourself, as, as either the Thirsty Wench uh, or uh, Robin LeBlanc, the better half of the Ontario Craft uh, podcast, uh, what do you see? What's next for, for that brand? Uh, for the Ontario Craft Beer Guide? Yeah. Oh, geez. Um, more pot. Well, we're going to continue the podcast. We don't even know we have no plans to, to end that because that's just, it's a lot of fun to do. We like doing it, but um, yeah, I think like definitely more interviews. We might sort of like, we're still in talks about doing a couple of things. I mean, I know that we talked about it in our hundredth episode to like, Hey, maybe we should finally get some merch because we do have some, some listenership here. And we've got a lot of inside jokes that would make really good merch. Um, you know, just, and, you know, I, I, I know that we've been invited to uh, do some like commentary for award shows, um, you know, so, so we'll, we'll see. I mean, it's hard to predict anything at this point with, you know, all the insane trash fire that's going out on right now. Um, but I mean, we're just going to continue and try to try to grow. Very cool. And I look forward to uh, hearing more from both of you. Uh, you know, your episodes are super crushable all under an hour. Like your longest one was 50 something minutes and it was your 100th episode. So yeah, we, it was important for us to, um, to make it like 20 minutes, half an hour. Uh, we, we had listened to a lot of um, podcasts and some of them were good. And, and like a lot of the, there were quite a few that were good, but then there were others that were just, we, we never wanted to be two people just cracking open a beer and talking about what the beer we were drinking uh in, in in the show because we always felt that that was boring um so yeah 30 minutes was just important for us because that's just get that in on a drive to work or whatever yeah yeah that's that's awesome to hear uh this has been a fantastic talk uh thank you once again for your time today i've got no other questions for you so let my audience know where they can find you online yeah sure i mean um the main place you find me is um on twitter uh, it's the thirsty wench. Uh, very simple there. Uh, heads up. I don't talk about beer a lot on that Twitter account. <laughs> um, I tend to just sort of like go off on tangents and stuff. I mean, I do talk about beer, but just it's, I'm a bit all over the place on that, but it's, uh, it's a lot of fun. Uh, my website, which unfortunately I need to update a bit more. I will update with the, the anime, uh, post, uh, the and uh, you can listen to the podcast at ontariocraftbeerguide.com. Um, we're there. Please, please listen to us. Please give us more numbers. <laughs> and obviously iTunes and Spotify and all the typical. We're, we're, wherever good and bad podcasts are available, <laughs> uh, they're there. So yeah, Spotify, iTunes, um, whatever um, podcast app you have, we're on there. Awesome. Uh, 
So you got it all there. It'll all be in the show notes. As for us, allbeerinside.com is the website at allbeerinside on all social media. If you want to follow me, it's at Killer Carpedium, each one with a K. Uh, and uh, eventually the merch should be out. That's something I'm hopefully going to be working on soon uh, due to uh, real life work that kind of takes precedence in paying my bills. So that this is just the fun part I get to do. Uh, and as I say at the end of all episodes, drink craft, not crap. <laughs>